0: Bhavamitsia, Perak, Base, Mishnah Gimel two three. Now, the previous Mishnah laid down one of two possibilities when you find something. Either A you can keep it or B you have to announce you found it to do your mitzvah Saveda, awaiting for the person who lost it to come claiming it by giving some Now the orientation of the Mishnah is in general for the whole Peric isn't you found something, can you keep it? It's you found something, what is your obligation to your fellow Jew who is the owner of this lost item. So the first mission said, well, if he's given up hope because he'll never get it back, you have no obligations. Therefore, if you want, you can keep it. The second one was he presumably hasn't given up on finding it, and therefore your obligation is to do your best to try to, to return it to him. Uh, there is a third possibility, um, which is neither to, you're, you're not permitted to keep it, nor you're um, required to take it and announce that you found it. And that's a scenario in which you're taking it and announcing it is actually going to cause uh, more trouble uh, to the rifle owner, than if you just leave it alone. So, the starting point of our Mishnah is, in this Mishnah Gimel, is to ask, well, where did you find this? And there are three kinds of places you could find it. In other words, besides the questions that we asked previously, is there a simmon, isn't there a simmon? Was this put down intentionally, Derech hanacha, or was it just, did it drop, Derech Nefila? There's another question that this Mishnah wants to ask, which is, what kind of a place did you find it in? Is it Makom Mishta Meir? a protected area where it would be a safe place to leave something, to come back and find it later. A makom she'enomishtamer, a place which is totally not protected, and therefore, if you leave it there, you're never going to get it back again because it's a a or whatever it is. And there's a middle category, which is a makom mishtamer ktsas, a partially protected, a kind of safe place. Not really safe, but kind of safe. So it's a middle position. And when you find something in such a place like that, the question remains unresolved, did the person leave it here on purpose and he's coming back for it? Or uh, did he leave it here on accident? So we don't know. And therefore, you have a suffix, whether or not you have a mitzvah, or if you just leave it be. So the Mishnah here says, starting like this, gozalos uh, If you find behind a gapa, which is like a fence, or a gader, a Gedir in modern Hebrew is a fence, but in the Mishnah throughout throughout the Mishnahis, the Gadir is a like a a low wall made out of stones that are piled together. So it functions like a fence, but it's made out of stones. Okay? So you find behind this fence Gozlos Mukusharin, little birds that have had their wings pinned. So because their wings are pinned, they can't fly away. Okay? Um but because they're just Gozlos little birds, they don't have a sim into them. The way their wings were pinned back is just um or tied down is just a, a standard way, and therefore there's no simmon. So there's no way that the person um, who lost them could ever give someone to claim them back again. And these things move around, there's no makom for them and so on. So the question therefore is, um, what should you do? So the mission says, if you find someone like that, or for the matter, or you find these birds um, on some kind of back path in the middle of the hills, somewhere in the fields, where you know it's it's again makom it's not really a place that people normally walk, so that's kinda safe to leave things there for a short amount of time. So now we're not sure. Did the person intentionally leave these birds here planning on coming back in a little while to come get them? Or did he did he lose them and he'd want to get them back? And the problem is, even if he lost them and would like to get them back, so what are you gonna do? If you take the birds, what kind of similarly give? There's no certainty about the number of birds there were before. There's no certainty to the identifying, identifying features because there's nothing special about these birds. There's no special um, location which they're left because the birds, you know, jump about a little bit. And therefore, says the Mishnah, simply don't touch them. You can't get involved because if you take them, you're doing a disservice to the owner, who may be coming back, who maybe hasn't yet given up hope, and therefore they very possibly belong to somebody else. Since it's a Doras, so you cannot take them, but since, therefore, you just leave them as be. Now, a similar kind of case, what if Matza kliba ashpa, you find someone's utensil in the dump? Now, in the Mishnah's world, people didn't just throw things away, uh, they reused them. If they were functional in any little way, they reused them. Not like today. Nowadays, if you find like a, you know, a, A knife in the dump with a rickety handle or a you know a coffee mug with a chip in it, so of course it's just garbage. But in the time of the mission, the assumption is people want their knife back or their coffee cup back, even if it's rickety or if it's got a chip. Um, and therefore you have to assume that if you found that they want it back. So you find this in the dump where people do of course dispose of things, but they also hide things. In the good old days they didn't have much storage space. So if you had something valuable and you had no place to put it, you would hide it in a place where people don't go. Like for example, in the dump, we can come back later on and get it. Of course, we're talking about a dump, an ashpa, which isn't cleared out from time to time. It's like a permanent dumping area, so it's going to sit there until um, uh, someone else goes to, you know, reclaim it. So it says the Mishnah: Im If the object that you found was totally um, concealed, it was hidden. Like it was you know, the hole, Someone dug a hole in the dump, put their, you know, cup, and then sealed and covered it up again. So then, when you are digging in the dump to try to find a place to hide your cup, and you find this guy's cup, you have to assume he got there first. He put it there for safekeeping, and he's planning on coming back to get it in the future. So therefore, lo don't touch it. Leave it be because someone put it there on purpose. Obviously, it's not considered an Aveda at all. It's not a lost object for which you have a mitzvah. It's someone's safe, you know, hiding spot. And even he'll say, "Listen, why can't I just?" Air, it's the side of caution. I'll dig it up, I'll announce it, and the person can get it back again. Says the Rambam, yeah, but you're really inconveniencing the guy. I mean, he's going to come looking for his object when he needs it, he won't find it there, then he has to track you down. It's all a whole project. So, therefore, best just don't do anything at all because the evidence, as the mission is seeing it here, is that the person intentionally put it there and therefore it's not an Aveda, it's not a lost object. But in Mugule, if the way you find this object in the dump was that it's exposed, meaning It wasn't hidden here, so someone didn't put it here on purpose. And therefore, I know it's a dump, but the mission assumes if it's a cleave that could be worn uh, or used, there's no reason to think someone would throw it away. They would just wear it with a patch or, you know, with with a chip or whatever the story is. And that being the case, no telomachres, you have to take it and announce that you found it to return it to its rightful owner. And again, the assumption is that every utensil has some kind of simon, people would want it back. Next case, the Mishnah um, is now you could find something in a Makom Mishdamer, but it's so old it could be safe to assume the person has long since abandoned it or um, that it, it didn't belong to a Jew in the first place. Remember that the Pesukim say that it's a Chicha, your brother to whom you have to return lost objects, but that wouldn't apply um, to a non Jew. So here the Mishnah says, Matzah mm-hmm. Bekosel, excuse me, it says, Matzah Begal Uvachotel, excuse me, one more time, Matzah Begal hotel Yashan. You find it. Um, this object, let's call it again the the coffee cup, um, I guess let's go with the knife so you find the knife in a gal, that's like a, a mound, a pile, so what happens is there was a wall here and the wall is crumbled, making like a pile of rubble, and in the rubble of that gal, that pile of, of rocks, you find this you know, this knife, or if you find it inside a wall, and it's an old wall so now what does old wall mean? Old means that it's been around so long that we've forgotten who built the wall. Its origins are uncertain to us. And that being the case, it's very possible that some previous owner, a previous non-Jew, who knows what, um, hid this knife in this wall. Meanwhile, the wall fell over. The wall is now old. And the evidence is that it's somebody else's. And the reason why we think that is because, um, as the the Gemara speaks out, we're talking here about uh, an object that seems like it's been here for a very long time. Like, uh, for example, it may have a semen on it, but it's like gone rusty in the meantime. It's all covered in rust. So obviously, whoever put it here has long since forgotten about it and left it there. Um, and uh, it's been abandoned, so you can have it. Matzah B'kosul Chadash. However, if you find this object in a quote-unquote new wall... Now, new doesn't mean last week. It can mean it's been here for 100 years. But if the person who lives there now has always been there since his great-grandfather built the wall, and then his grandfather inherited it from the great-grandfather, and he inherited it from his grandfather, whatever the story is. So now we know that what's in the wall must belong to the owners, because we know its identity, and therefore we have to assume it belongs to whoever the house the estate belongs to. So just because you're renting an Airbnb for the weekend and staying in this place, um, you can't assume that you know it's, it's yours to keep now. We have to assume it belongs to the owner of the estate, because it's been there from the beginning. The wall has been there from the beginning. So... Says the Mishnah, well, let's just clarify something further. If the wall has a hole in it and the hole runs the whole way, the entire way through, from end to end, one end is the estate and the other end is the Rosh Hashanah, the public place. So now, it's possible that the person who lives there, or his grandfather, for that matter, stuck it in the wall and they just forgot about it, but it still belongs to them. It's also possible somebody from. The street put it there for safekeeping, planning on coming back to get it, and they've forgotten about it. So if you find this thing, it's covered in rust. It's been there for a long time. Um, so now the location of the wall will determine um, where we'll assume it originated. So if you if you find it in the outer half of the wall, meaning the side that faces the Rosh closer to the public domain, and it's covered in rust, so presumably someone put it there a long time ago, it could be covered in rust, covered in dust, covered in, you know, rot if it's wood. The point is it's been there forever, you know, not literally forever, been there for a long time and whoever put it there obviously is not coming back because they wouldn't have let their object go to such, to ruin. And it's on side of the side that faced face the Rosh so presumably some random person put it there. Therefore, Shalom, you can keep it. Even if it has a semen you can keep it because it's, it's, been, it's been abandoned and therefore you can just safely assume the person not coming looking for it so he's given up hope and there's Yehosh and therefore it's ownerless and therefore you acquire it. But if you find it on the inner half of the wall, meaning closer to the estate than to the public domain, so then you have you can't take the thing you found just you to give it back um, to the owner. Again, even if it's clear this thing's been here for like 50 years, if again we're talking about a kotel chadash, a new wall, meaning this wall has always belonged since the beginning of its construction to the current family who owns the building now. Therefore, it still belongs to them. Just because they, even if the grandfather forgot about it, so what? Doesn't make it ownerless. It, uh, it, you know, it, it's uh, on his property, and we'll stick stick to them forever. So they get to keep it. The Gemara speaks out, by the way, that we make the decision based on which side of the wall is close to the estate or the bris uh, Based on, we're assuming this kind of thing that you hold it from both sides, like a spoon. But if it would be actually a, like a sharp knife, I have been a sharp knife, people don't hold knives by the blade they hold them by the handle and therefore you could see from which direction the knife is pointing where it came from and then it would you know it came from the handle direction if you know what i mean so wherever the the handle points that's where it belongs if the handle's pointing towards the shazeram then it's the shazerams and vice versa okay now the last case is what happens if you have a home and that's been uh, rented out to lots of previous tenants so the Mishnah is not really explicit. The Mishnah simply says, If this home has been rented out to others, If you find something even in the house, even with a simon, uh, you can keep it. Now, why is that the case? So the Gemara says, obviously, it can't be taken at face value. That's going contrary to what we just said up to now, the whole peric. The point is, um, the previous tenant was a non jew that's the case. And since the previous tenant was a non-Jew, and we are going to assume that if there are multiple people who have lived in this place, um, when everyone leaves when each person leaves, they take their stuff with them, they look, they don't leave stuff behind, and therefore, whatever's left behind, we will safely assume belongs to the previous tenant. And since the pre- if the case is, and that's the case of our mission, says the Gemara, one of the two cases, that the previous tenant was not Jewish, therefore the mitzvah Shavasv doesn't kick in necessarily, and you can keep it. I should point out that while the mitzvah Hashavah Saveda does not apply to non Jews, that's only a chicha, your, your fellow Jew, um, there are plenty of scenarios in which it's uh, the right thing to do to give it back to a non Jew. Um, for the sake of Kiddush Hashem, for the sake of peaceful relations, obviously it creates create great animosity if a person knows that you found the stuff and not giving it back to him and so on. So uh, it's not necessarily so simple. But the mitzvah Hashavah Saveda per se certainly does not apply. Neither the mitzvah ase or los "does." certainly doesn't apply to non-Jews. So that's the case of our mission here. That the previous tenant was a non-Jew. There is a second case that more brings, another possibility, whereas even if you rented it, um, the previous tenants were three unrelated parties. They were all Jewish. Um, since it could be of any of those three, and the whoever lost it will assume that one of the other two stole it from him, and therefore he for sure gave up hope, that's the thought. If that's, if that's the reasonable presumption, then a person who finds it could keep it, because he can safely assume that the person who lost it isn't coming back to get it because he gave up hope. That obviously is a little more complicated, um, and therefore if that would be the case, um, for as far as Halakha goes, I would certainly uh, recommend you ask your local Orthodox rabbi.